<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi there, Gabby here. This podcast is intended to educate, inspire, and support you on your personal journey towards inner peace. I'm not a psychologist or a medical doctor and do not offer any professional health or medical advice. If you are suffering from a psychological or medical condition, please seek help from a qualified health professional. Do you want to connect with your spirit guides? I think it's a lot easier than you think, my friend. We love spirit guides over here on Dear Gabby, and spirit guides are loving beings that guide us to learn valuable life lessons and return us to that sense of safety inside and guide us throughout our life. And the more that you communicate with them, the more you can access their infinite wisdom. It's like any friendship. The more you pick up the phone and call that friend, the more they can give you. And so you can actually pick up the phone, you know, make a big call to those guides today. You can connect with your guides right now by practicing my free spirit guides meditation. You can download it now at deargabby.com slash spirit guides. The link will also be in the show notes. Get ready for that full-blown connection a connection that can support you forever, that can guide your life, that can be one of the most powerful relationships you'll ever establish. In minutes, you'll start to tap into their loving presence and connect to their guidance and support. And you might feel just warm or a tingling sensation, or you might see signs and symbols throughout the day. Download my free spirit guide meditation today at deargabby.com slash spirit guides to connect with your guides now. Listen now to communicate with your spiritual support system and access their divine wisdom, love, and protection. That's deargabby.com slash spirit guides. Hey there. Welcome to Dear Gabby. I'm your host, Gabby Bernstein. And if you landed here, it is absolutely no accident. It means that you're ready to feel good and manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. Let's get started. Welcome back, my friends. Welcome back. I am so, so happy that you are here for today's episode because for me personally, This is one of those shows that really is quite selfish. It's a show that I gained so much from personally. And it's with my guest, my friend, my teacher, my hero, Dr. Richard Schwartz. Dick is the founder of Internal Family Systems, IFS. You've 
heard me talking about it a lot. I'm actually writing my 10th book about IFS, and it has completely transformed my life. I've been practicing this therapy for over a decade and have gone through the training, and now I'm writing about it, and it has completely changed me on a very, very core level. It has changed everything about me and my life. And so in the show today, you will hear Dick and I talking about IFS and really sharing what this incredible therapy has been designed to do, which is to really help people establish a connection to their inner world and to all the parts of who they are. And IFS is one of those concepts that can maybe take a hot minute to get your head around. And so it's really, really valuable that not only are you going to get this interview portion, but this Friday, you're also going to get a bonus episode where Dick actually takes me through a demo of IFS. So you're going to want to listen to this episode. Do not miss this one. It's going to take you through how this truly revolutionary therapy was discovered and how it has been really, really integral in helping people with addiction and traumas and just day-to-day triggers that run their life. And so get excited and make sure, make sure to listen to this all the way through and then show up on Friday for this bonus episode that is going to show you how it works. And I've made myself the guinea pig in the next bonus episode that's just coming up Friday. So stick around for the miracles. Listen to this all the way through and then pay attention to the bonus episode coming your way. I love you guys. Enjoy this show as much as I did. I'm going to just jump right in. I have a lot of questions, but I'm probably not even going to look at the doc because the last time I interviewed you, I was a super fan. I, I am still a super fan. But I was a super fan. And it was October 23rd, 2021. It's episode 19. You were in the teens. Wow. You were on the top 20 list of who I was going to bring on to this show. And by the way, it was top five because I only had a handful of interviews before episode 20. So I'm very honored, yes. You're still number one, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but what I find so beautiful it's about mutual, this, yeah. <laughs> the mutual, it really is. I want to acknowledge that episode 19, I bring you on. That was actually our first time communicating in person. I had been deeply touched. My life had been changed by internal family systems therapy. I, at the time, was kind of doing what I always do, which is just kind of coming out and shouting from the rooftops about the things that had served me. And that was our first encounter. Now, years later, I consider you to be one of my dear, dear friends. Me as well. A very close friendship that Mm -hmm. is one that I cherish. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a 13-year-old hanging out, just like hanging out in the backyard. That's how much I love you. And it's a really interesting thing to have that experience of someone where you can have that level of connection so quickly. Mm -hmm. And the only thing I can say is that that connection has been established because of your embodiment of what you call self-energy, your clarity your calm presence, your creativity, your ability to connect. Mm -hmm. And as you say, self creates more self. Self builds up more self in others. And so your presence of self, my friend, has had the beautiful experience for me of establishing more self in your presence. And I want to start there. Yeah, well... Like I said earlier, it's mutual. 
I feel that self-to-self connection with you as well and consider you also one of my close friends and really, really grateful to have you as a friend. Right back at you. And let me just say to everybody listening, to have this man on speed dial is probably one of the greatest gifts that a human could have. So (laughs) thank you for that. Now, I got my gushing out of the way and I want to encourage my listeners to not only listen to this episode, but to also go back to episode 19, because that's where you begin the journey of sort of defining IFS. And I'm going to ask you on this interview to do things a little differently. I want to get a little bit of input on how if you're at a dinner party, Dick Schwartz is at dinner and he's with a bunch of strangers that don't know anything about the therapy world. They have no idea who you are. They're in a whole other industry. Let's say that you're at dinner with a whole bunch of aquatic people or something. I don't know, something totally out there. And you're at dinner and you're having some salmon and hanging out. And someone says, okay, well, what kind of work do you do? Tell me about this thing that someone said you started this thing called IFS. What does that mean to you? What is that? (laughs) You know, I've been in that situation many times. Mm -hmm. And it's always kind of awkward because... I don't want to go into a whole intro lecture. And if I just give a few lines, it sounds kind of pokey. So I tend to lean on or move toward the side of I developed this thing. And it's a way of working with what I call parts of people. And for a lot of people, that seems weird. And, and so I kind of leave it there. I don't really talk much more. So you let I, them I do all the talking? Yeah, I, I interview them at that point. Well, because that's your comfort zone. You like to interview people's parts. <laughs> uh, okay. It might sound like humility, but it's more just, it's so awkward right. to try and describe it in a few sentences and have people change the subject right away. That's been the experience frequently. Yeah, I think that's an interesting concept because I think that when you start to talk about something that's totally the opposite of how we live and totally yeah. the opposite of the way we perceive ourselves people's eyes can glaze over. They check out. They become protective. Like, oh, that feels like too much. I don't know if I want to go there. Occasionally, somebody will say, oh, that sounds really interesting. Tell me more. Mm -hmm. In Mm -hmm. which case, I will. But Mm -hmm. much of the time, it's what you just said. Yeah. Do you want to hear what I do now that I'm your publicist, (laughs) your pro bono publicist? And really on a mission to try to demystify this massive body of work that is extraordinary and has been so wildly popular in the therapeutic settings. I mean, people are banging down the doors and just lottery after lottery trying to get in, mainly therapists, right? So this is a hugely popular with, amongst therapists because it's a tool that works. It's a practice. It's a model that my therapist used with me for a decade and it works. Now, I want to introduce this to as many people as possible so that they too can find their way to an IFS therapist or that they can start to identify these principles in their life, even casually, if possible. That's my mission. Here's what I might say, Dick. So I'm at dinner with you and I might say to you, Dick Schwartz, you have no idea what IFS is. You know, those times when you say, well, there's a part of me that's really frustrated whenever my husband speaks in a certain tone, or there's a part of me that gets super, super activated at work when my boss tells me I'm wrong. That's us speaking for these different parts of who we are. Mm -hmm. And inside of us, we have all of these different reactive ways of being and protection mechanisms. We might think of them as protection mechanisms. And in IFS, Dick Schwartz calls these protector parts. Mm -hmm. And what are these protector parts doing? They're protecting us from feeling really young experiences, really, really difficult young experiences, like 
maybe when we've experienced any kind of child abuse or neglect or had a traumatic event that wasn't resolved properly, and we didn't have the resources to process those experiences at that young age, very quickly we build up all these protection mechanisms. So if you felt like you were stupid in sixth grade, you started to show everybody how smart you are. And now you're this massive overachiever and you have a part of you that wants to prove yourself to the world. And so we just got these little parts inside of us. And those parts are running our show. They're running our show. They're quite active. And so then Dick Schwartz is at the dinner table. And I might say to Dick Schwartz, well, what can we do with these parts, Dick, now that we're engaged in our conversation? With our audience here. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, first of all, that's a much better elevator speech than I have, and I'll have to fly you into the next dinner party I have. You know that I love a dinner party with you. I will throw as many dinner parties for you as I can in my <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> okay. So we're at dinner, and I'm like, okay, that's the parts. But Dick, how do we help these parts of us that are so triggered and activated all the time? Yeah. Well, part of why they are so triggered is because generally. They're living in times in the past. They're frozen in trauma scenes or places where you got bad parenting. And they live as if you're still five years old. They still think you're very young and they need to protect you in the way they did back then. And so one way to help them is to learn about where they're stuck and then help them leave that time so they can live with you in the present. And usually at which point they're willing to unload the feelings and beliefs they got back in those times, the process we call unburdening. Now for a quick ad break. We all move at 100 miles per hour, constantly plugged in, moving fast. And it's just a world that we live in today. It's just moving super, super fast. And so whether we're racing between work and taking our kids to a practice or we're dealing with what's happening in the world or we're trying to keep our work going or reducing stress, all these things that are happening around us, we need to find tangible ways to reduce stress. And we need to be able to increase mindfulness and improve our overall well-being. And that, my friends, is where calm comes in. Our mental health affects every single aspect of our lives, and it impacts how we think and how we feel and how we behave. And, and making time to practice mindfulness is so essential, and calm makes it easy. Simply put, calm helps you stress less, sleep more, and live a happier, healthier life. And really, guys, who doesn't want that? Their guided meditations, sleep stories, relaxing music tracks, and daily movement sessions are just designed to give you the tools to improve the way that you feel. And it's a really perfect, quick reset, truly. And Calm has fantastic meditations. And I talk all the time about meditation and how it's had such a major impact on my personal life. And Calm makes it really easy. So even if you've never meditated before, you'll get the support you need to reduce stress, improve focus, and uplift your mood. Everything you need to prioritize your mental health and wellness is on Calm. If you go to calm.com slash Dear Gabby, you'll get a special offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription, and new content is added every week. For listeners of the show, Calm is offering an exclusive offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash Dear Gabby. So go to calm.com slash Dear Gabby for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's Calm dot com slash Dear Gabby. Summer is finally here, my friends. It's here. And I'm lucky enough to be able to get a little time away to just unwind a bit. And I'm excited about these wonderful moments that I can have just to de-stress. 
And sometimes getting into that state of unwinding can be tough for me. I can notice like my sleep is out of whack or I'm just not totally relaxed. So that's why I love Next Evo Naturals, the most clinically studied CBD brand on the market. And that's why I know I can trust and get exactly the best. I am literally taking so much research to heart right now. I recently read a study that showed that most CBD labels are way off and some even contain only about 60% of what they actually claim. And so I love this brand. This brand is legit. I am not going to lie. I'm a little bit obsessed and I love their stress CBD complex. They come in these gummies and they make it super easy because you can just enjoy this like little snack and there you go. Sometimes I take them in the morning when I'm feeling a little anxious about what's happening or the day ahead. And the stress CBD complex has been so helpful for me. And they've got this ashwagandha in it, which you know I love. I love ashwagandha. And the Smart Sorb CBD is clinically proven to reduce stress by 70% and increase concentration by 50%. Who doesn't want that? <laughs> Seriously. And Next Evo is just the best. So it delivers four times better overall CBD absorption. And this isn't me just saying this, people. This has been tested and proven in multiple clinical studies. So if you're like me and you know what stress triggers in your life, why not make CBD a part of reaching your full potential with Next Evo Naturals? Leave all that summer stress behind and upgrade your CBD. Go to nextevo.com Gabby to get 20% off your first order of $40 or more. That's 20% off $40 or more at nextevo.com Gabby. So Dick, how would you begin the process of getting to know these parts of you first, right? Because we live in this place that you refer to as blended, right? And tell me if this is how you would say it, but we become the part in these different scenarios. So we become so blended with that part of us that we're not able to see in the moment that, I'll just speak for myself, that my 10-year-old part is running my business in moments that I get really flooded and out of control. So until later, maybe I'm living with a lot of awareness and I've practiced IFS, but Maybe for years before this, I just would defend that and be like, well, that's how I am. Yeah. So is that what you refer to as being blended with the part? Yeah. Especially these protectors feel like they do have to take over. And so, yeah, they blend with what we call the self. So uh, compassion and so on. There are eight of them. And that all gets obscured when you get triggered. Like in your case, the part who feels like... she has to run your business because uh, that's her job. It obscures all those C-word qualities, and you're seeing the world through her eyes. And through her eyes, everybody's incompetent, and she's got to do it for every. I don't. I'm, I don't know if this is the belief that. Oh part, yeah, but... you're nailing it, babe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know her. We've talked to her before. You've met her. You've met her before. You've helped her out. Yes. And yeah, and so she has to labor and labor and correct people and make sure they do their jobs and make sure you do your job. And and so it's a big strain because she's really not equipped for that level of responsibility. She's generally these parts are themselves quite young. They're like in family therapy, we would call them parentified children. Mm -hmm. They're like children who had to become the parent in the family because the the parents had abdicated somehow, and they're in over their heads, but they feel like they have to do it. And so it's a big relief of those kinds of parts to find that there is somebody else who can handle things in a better way. And 
that you aren't five years old, that you actually are an adult and can handle people much better than these parts. I'm going to give a breakdown of the parts, okay? And I'm going to just demystify this a bit. So these traumatic moments in childhood create what's called exiled parts and these experiences. I'm going to let you riff on each one. So we'll start with the exiles. The exiles yeah. have had these traumatic events, whether they be big T or small T trauma. It doesn't yeah. have to be a child abuse to be an right. exiled experience, right? Can you riff right. a little bit about the exile and then I'll go to the rest of the parts? Yeah. And when you say create them, they exist. All these parts come into the world with us because they're all valuable. And my take is the way our minds are constructed is to have these parts so they can help us in life. But when you said the exile is created in the sense that the part who before it got hurt was this playful, happy, loving, creative inner child, now is the most sensitive part. So it gets hurt the most by these slings and arrows. And now it carries the burden of worthlessness or terror or emotional pain. And now if it blends with you, you feel all that you felt back when it happened. And it's hard to function when that part blends. So most of us try to lock it away thinking we're just moving on from the memories and emotions of the experience, not realizing we're exiling parts of us simply because they got hurt. And now we don't have access to any of that joy and freedom and love and creativity. And we also feel a lot more delicate because so many things could trigger it. And if that part gets triggered, it'll blend again and would be awash in the pain or the shame, or for me, the better metaphor is these flames of exiled emotion threaten to consume us. So then other parts are forced out of their naturally valuable states to become protectors, to keep those triggering events from happening, or to get us away from the fire if an exile does get triggered. Okay, so just one point of clarification for me is, so we're born and we're in this childlike state. But we have these other parts that are there, kind of ready if we need them. Is that how you would say it? Or, Yeah, sort of. It's more like infant researchers like Barry Brazelton talk about five discrete states that infants rotate through. And it may be that those are the parts that are online when you're born. Mm. And the others are dormant until their time comes. So when you have kids, you notice... That you put to bed a compliant little two-year-old and overnight that two-year-old, this part comes out that says no to everything. Right. And and then that, you know, different stages, different parts, if you haven't been traumatized, come out on time and they start to do their jobs. So it's more like that for me. It's developmental, these parts. Yeah. Now, nevertheless, these children are supposed to have these experiences that are joyful and free and that's where we would want to be. But life and parenting and attachment breach and all the experiences that we have as children rupture that presence of joy, that essence of love within us. And just to clarify, is an exile established? Has it been created? Just to be super clear. No, the, the role has been created. But okay. the part itself preexisted, then got hurt then got exiled. So the innocent child part pre-existed. It got yes. hurt, didn't yes. have the processing of that hurt and became exiled. Got it. Okay, here we are. Carry on. Now, 
we've got these flames from these exiled parts. Now, thank you so much for just going so into this with me. And I know that it's a different way of communicating this, but it's important for me to make sure that my audience is tracking with us. So, so we've got the experience where this part has been hurt. Now it's exiled because it doesn't want to feel that hurt anymore. And it now these other parts start to show up to put out the flames of that exiled experience. And these other protector parts you refer to as managers and firefighters. Yeah. So some of them try to preempt the triggering of the exile. So those we call the managers. So they're what other systems might call the ego. They're the parts that run your daily life. They're good at certain kinds of things and they remind you of things you have to do during the day and they, like your little one, maybe take over and actually run your company and so on. But they're doing it in an effort to control the outside world so you don't get triggered and also to please people so that you don't get triggered. They have the goal of making you look perfect maybe or perform at a high level, counter the worthlessness or keep people at a certain distance so nobody gets close enough to trigger you. All their protective efforts are preemptive. They're just trying to keep those exiles contained. Doesn't always work. The world breaks through those defenses. You get triggered. And now it's a big emergency because parts of you think you're going to die if you stay in that pain again. And you're pulled back into those scenes in the past. And so this other set of parts has been standing by waiting for that event of the exile's flames and immediately goes into action to douse the flames with some substance or get you higher than them, distract you till they burn themselves out. And in contrast to the managers, these parts, again, because they come in at a different point in the sequence, managers are preemptive, firefighters react after the exile has been triggered. And so they tend to be very impulsive and they don't care about the collateral damage to your body or to your relationships. They just know they've got to get you higher than those flames or away from them, or you're going to die, they think. So you call those firefighters. So larger rubric is protectors. One set are managers, the other set are firefighters. And again, I want to emphasize this isn't the nature of the parts. They're young. Even the, the big-time managers are pretty young. But they get forced into these roles because of trauma. That's right. Okay, so the managers are with us day-to-day, and they're managing our feelings or managing the hurt so that the hurt doesn't come out from the exile. When that hurt does come out because of something super triggering, something that's super activating, the feelings from the hurt from the childhood exile are so extreme that we go into firefighter parts, often known as addictive parts, right? Often the drug addicts, the cocaine addicts. It's funny, I would use your exact language when I suffered. I've been in multiple forms of addiction throughout my life. Mm -hmm. Cocaine addiction, alcoholism, food addiction. But my first drug was love. And Mm -hmm. my extreme fear of being single, aka being alone, I would describe it to my therapist as, if I'm not in a relationship, I think I'll die. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a codependent addiction yeah. firefighter. Yeah. I had a version of that too. It was more that I don't can't take care of myself, so I need somebody to take care of me. All mm-hmm. And that belief that you're going to die if you don't get that person or that substance or whatever it is, is really common among these firefighters. They really believe they're saving your life. It's sort of like real firefighters in the outside world will destroy the house to save it. You know. So I was going to say, in contrast to many addiction treatment programs that, in a sense, pitch you against the addiction, we tend to honor the addictive parts for their service and their attempts to save your life and then help them see they don't have to do that anymore because we can go to these exiles they're reacting to and heal them. Yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I'm going to tell you a little story. A few months ago, one of my friends came to me and he said, listen, I'm struggling with some issues with stress and anxiety, and they were having a lot of trouble finding someone that they could talk to. And immediately, without any hesitation, without taking a beat, I said, have you tried BetterHelp within the next 24 hours? He came back to me and had his first appointment on the books. He had this appointment ready to go with a licensed therapist, and it was matched perfectly for him. And this made me so happy because taking care of ourselves is essential, especially when it comes to showing up in our highest and best. And in the case of my friend, I really helped him avoid some burnout. And I don't really have to say this because you all know I'm a huge advocate for therapy, but BetterHelp is the most strategic way to get a therapist that's right for you and to find somebody that's going to be affordable, all online, totally accessible, and also get that help fast. And I think a lot of times people come with this preconceived notion of what therapy is and what it's for. And here to tell you, it can be for whatever you want to make of it. And whether it's something you want to do for learning positive coping skills or setting boundaries or healing addiction or trauma, therapy is the answer. So if you are even thinking of starting therapy, I urge you to give BetterHelp a try. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Dear Gabby today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Dear Gabby. Obsessed. I am obsessed, obsessed, obsessed with Vegamore. People, I have been using this product for months and I'm freaking out. This morning, I took a shower and I could not wait to use the Vegamore shampoo and conditioner because it is thickening. It cleans my scalp like no other, and it smells delicious. These products are absolutely mind-blowing, and I'm just wanting you to feel my enthusiasm coming through the microphone because I was blown away, blown away. My hair is so thick, I didn't even have to blow dry it. This is really thrilling to me. I love these hair products, and what I love most is that they're a fully vegan plant-based hair wellness brand that is on the mission to give everyone a healthier scalp and stronger, fuller-looking, more beautiful hair. And Vegamore's products are 100% cruelty-free, and they never use toxic chemicals. And the thing is, is that sometimes when you go with these natural hair product brands, they just don't make your hair look that great. They feel a little bit dry or sometimes slimy. That is not the case here, people. This product smells good. It works well. And my hair is so thick right now. And I just like literally, literally, literally wish I could just look at you and show you what my hair looks like at this moment. And so one of the products that I'm using also regularly is their Grow Hair Serum. 
And this serum is specifically designed to support and nurture hair follicles, which can lead to stronger, thicker, and healthier hair. Here's the deal. If you're someone like me who wants to support their hair growth, if you're a mama who has just gone through the postpartum period and you're losing your hair, if you're somebody who's just wanting to use a product that doesn't have any harsh chemicals or animal products, Vegamore is definitely worth checking out. Give yourself the hair you never thought you could have with Vegamore. For a limited time, Dear Gabby listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash Gabby and use code Gabby at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash Gabby. Code Gabby to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash Gabby. Code Gabby. I have to say from my firsthand experience working with my exiles and working with my parts in general and doing IFS therapy, I can now see my cocaine addict part, my codependent part, my food addict part with not only compassion and love, but also with gratitude. Yeah. Because I can see how hard those parts were working to keep me safe from, in my case, memories that had been so extreme that I forgot them, that I dissociated from them. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing all that. Thank you for creating the model. (laughs) (laughs) Once you get to those memories and the parts that are stuck with them and heal those parts, then these firefighters can relax. Right. And I guess the message here is about safely getting to those memories. And that's where IFS comes in. Because Mm -hmm. in a typical IFS session, you or an IFS therapist will interview the parts that are up in the moment, right? Whoever's in the room. And through, and I'm going to let you talk about that, but through curiosity and through a, the presence of a calm connection, hopefully in, this, in a safe therapeutic environment, these parts can start to reveal more information, feel seen, feel heard. It's not dissimilar to how I have been lately communicating with my four-year-old. Exactly. He's been activated by an experience that he then deflects by saying, I hate this person. I hate this person. I hate this person. And so when we're together in stillness and in a calm place, just become curious. Mm -hmm. And my slight curiosity, he just starts spilling it, man. He just Mm -hmm. spills it, spills it, spills it. And he'll say, you said this, and then this one did this, and I hate that person. And I'll just say, I see you, mm-hmm. and I totally hear you. Mm-hmm. And when you're ready, I'm here to learn more about it. Mm-hmm. How can I support you? What might you need? Mm-hmm. But not everybody grows up with Gabby Bernstein as their mom. Right. And most of us relate to our kids when they act like our parts, the way we relate to those parts. Yes. So if our kid is angry and we don't like our own anger or we're afraid of our own anger, then we're going to try and get them to cut it out right away instead of staying in self like you did and getting curious and listening. So yeah. So that's a big part of the work is helping people as they go with compassion to these inner parts, they can do that to people who resemble those parts. Yeah, I've lived that. I've really lived that firsthand because the more I can care for the child parts within me, the easier Mm -hmm. it is for me to just be in that self-energy for my son. 
which is the perfect segue into self. This is the hope moment, everybody. So we've talked about all this chaos that's happening inside, extreme patterns, lots of fear. And we all have within us what you call self. And tell us about it. Tell us about self. What can self do to help us? Yeah, well, that was the big shocking discovery I made. This is the 40-year anniversary of the model, so a long time ago, simply because I brought this systems family therapy framework to this inner world. And as I was trying to help parts, or as, as once I got hip to the fact parts aren't what they seem and they deserve to be listened to, I was trying to get people to actually have dialogues inside with these parts and respect them in the way you described with your son. And I found that clients would have trouble doing that because they might suddenly get angry at the part or get afraid of it. And it reminded me of family sessions where I'm trying to have two family members talk to each other and a third member would interfere constantly. And so I began asking clients, could you find the one who's so afraid of this critic or is angry at the critic, maybe if we're working with a critic, and ask it to just give us a little space so we can get to know it. And clients would say, okay, they did. And now how do you feel toward it? And it would be a completely different answer that would be great. It would be, I'm just kind of curious about why it calls me names, or I even I feel sorry for it. And in that state, the critic would relax and would share its secret history of how it got into that role and how it's desperate to protect you. And my client's compassion would grow and we could learn about the parts it protected and heal those. And, and it was like in that state, my clients sort of knew how to do all that. Yeah. Just like when you're in self, you know how to relate in a healing way to your son. Yes. And when I would do it with other clients, that just that process of asking these interfering parts to give us a little room, just give us a little space. Like the same person would pop out with those same C word qualities of calm and curiosity and confidence and compassion. And then there are four others, clarity and creativity and connectedness and courage. So those are what we call the eight C's of self-leadership. That's held up pretty well. Creativity, um, yeah. As the primary set of qualities for healing itself has. And it turns out 40 years later, thousands of people doing this now, turns out that self is in everybody can't be damaged just beneath the surface of these people such that the parts open space and it pops out spontaneously yeah. and knows how to heal. And that's the big deal about IFS. I want to just read a quote that you said about the spontaneous connection to self. This is one of my favorite Dick Schwartz quotes. I've got many of them in my toolbox. We all know about those luminous moments of clarity and balance in our lives and in those of our clients which come briefly now and again. However we get there, we suddenly encounter a feeling of inner plentitude and open-heartedness to the world that wasn't there the moment before. The incessant nasty chatter inside our heads ceases. We have a sense of calm spaciousness, as if our minds and hearts and souls have expanded and brightened. Sometimes these Evanescent experiences come in a bright glow of peaceful certainty that everything in the universe is truly okay. And that includes us, you, and me individually in all our poor, struggling, imperfect humanity. 
At other times, we may experience a wave of joyful connection with others that washes away irritation, distrust, and boredom. We feel that for once, we truly are ourselves, our real selves, free of the inner cacophony that usually assaults us. Wow, I wrote that. <laughs> you know, those moments where you're like, who said that? Who said right. that? Well, you and your guides. Yes. My guides had a big hand in that. All of the energy that pours through you. But yes, my friend, you wrote that. And I remember reading that and being just taken aback because you defined in words what that means to me. The open-heartedness of being Mm -hmm. in self. Yeah. So to go back to what we were saying before, when we're not blended in a part, and we're not taken over by that need to manage or the extreme need to put out the fire. We're not activated in an exiled trigger. We're in self. Yes. Now, would you say that most of the time people are not in self? Yes. Most people are mostly blended with parts and think that that's their self. They think that's who they really are. So. As we get those parts to open space, sometimes it's a big identity crisis. Hmm. People are shocked to learn that that's not who they are. Yeah, maybe that's why at the dinner party, people are like, no, Dick, I don't want to talk about these parts of me because don't bring any attention to them. That's not bring any attention inward. Yeah. And yeah, and and the idea that there are these little entities in us is very countercultural. This is a sort of mono-mind culture. So that's challenging, too. Yeah. And I think these days people are more aware or conscious or open to their traumatic experiences from their past, particularly those of us that are therapeutically or spiritually inclined. So there's a deeper awareness, which is definitely helping the cause and helping IFS and the language. Very much. Very much. Nevertheless, so people could say, oh yeah, I remember that thing that happened to me and that's created this behavior that's made me be like this. And anyone listening or anyone still listening to the end of this is definitely getting that. Nevertheless, I think that these managers and protectors have worked so hard to maintain their control that it's not easy to unblend from them. And that's where that curiosity and that inquiry comes in. And you are the most masterful interviewer I've ever seen in my life when you're interviewing people's parts. So talk about that. Yeah, well... Part of why I'm so effective these days is because I've done a lot of work on myself. And right. the parts of me that I used to be blended with when I would do those interviews were parts that wanted to be impressive or wanted to have a big agenda about where we got to in the interview. Or So over time, I learned that they were getting in the way. And I worked on myself to the point where Generally now, when I go to do something like this or a demo kind of thing, I just can tell that self is embodied. And when that's the case, people can sense that safety. Mm. And so when they sense that safety, their protectors start to relax a lot. And when their protectors relax a lot, their self emerges. And that's a big invitation to these parts that, have been locked away for so long to get some help. And so that's why we can often go pretty deep pretty quickly. Yeah. And for some people, their protectors need a lot, a lot of convincing. So I become a kind of hope merchant to the protectors. I'm selling the possibility of changing their roles if they are willing to let us heal what they protect. 
but I'm not pushing it. And I'm constant refrain is, and you're the boss. We're not going anywhere without your permission. Right. Because many of these protectors have pretty good reasons to not want to open that door, especially to somebody they're just meeting. So, yeah, very respectful of the pace of protectors. I'm really proud of you for making the commitment in this lifetime to show up in this way, to be the vessel 40 years ago to say, yes, okay, there has to be a better way, which is, I believe, an unconscious prayer that came possibly through you. And then to be the humble, receptive channel to receive this information and to show up for it and to be committed to it and to be devoted to it and to continue to develop it, share it, train it. Two of your books are being re-released right now, but you have a lot of books and really proud of all of them. You just re-released the Introduction to Internal Family Systems in March. And then you also, the one you've been waiting for is being re-released on May 9th. Mm -hmm. And you were awarded, Dick, the Lifetime Achievement Award at the Psychotherapy Network Symposium. And you will go down in history as someone who changed the world. And I love you so much. And I'm very emotional right now because it's a really big deal for me to have someone I trust as much. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for being a presence in so many people's lives That is that your presence alone has the power to heal. And people just witnessing you or hearing you will experience that energy coming through. Well, thank you so much for those beautiful words, Gabby. I love you too. And I'm so glad to have you on this journey with me. There were lots of lonely years where uh, people at your level didn't get it at all. And yeah. I was lucky to have some people along the way that st have still around. But yeah, just a thrill for me to have our relationship. Yeah. And I think that we're in a season when people need it more than ever and where the openness to this way of living is much more possible than ever before. And so I want to really encourage the listeners, the people that are still listening and touched by this conversation to not only go out and read the books, right? Go and read You Are the One You've Been Waiting For, The Introduction to Internal Family Systems Therapy, and to give yourself the privilege and the opportunity to get to know this work more to even go further and go to the IFS Institute and seek out an IFS therapist to educate yourself, but also to share the conversation we've had here today, because this is a beautiful opportunity for people to open up to a new way of thinking and a new way of living. And if there's one message that you'd leave people with, they've never heard about IFS, they're here for the first time, what can they do next? Of course, I want you to go read the books, but what would be one thing that they could start to do for their own inner system right now? Yeah, I think the main thing is to start to re-examine their relationship with some of these parts that they've been fighting with all the time, because fighting with them really backfires. And if you just get curious, it's pretty simple, actually. Hmm. They'll reveal their protective intention, and you can start a new compassionate relationship with them. Yeah, check in with your parts and become curious about them. And yeah. Compassionate connection can start to set in. Yeah, they're not what you've been taught that they are. They actually deserve a lot of appreciation and respect. Yeah. Yeah. You say there's no bad parts and all parts are welcome. It's a beautiful way to live. And 
I can't wait to continue our conversations for many, many years to come. And I am so behind you, my friend. Yes. That support that you always looked for, you're starting to feel now coming effortlessly mm-hmm. to you. I know that that's the case because you're in self. And so that support is here. And I could keep gushing, so we should probably stop now. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody should head over to the ifs-institute.com. But right now, go and give yourself the gift of really listening to the introduction to internal family systems. And then this new version of you are the one you've been waiting for. It's 40 years of of transformational work and you've revisited the text and you've brought more to it now that you have all this information. And I'm excited for everybody to start their IFS journey now. Mm. Thank you, Gabby. Always, always a pleasure. If you made it to the end of this episode, that means you're truly committed to miracles. I'm really proud of you. If you want to get more Gabby, tune in every Monday for a new episode. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the guidance or special bonus episodes. Your experience of this show means a lot to me. So I really want to welcome you to leave an honest review. And you can follow me on social media at Gabby Bernstein. And if you want to get in on the action, sign up for a chance to be Dear Gabby live at DearGabby.com. See you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.